Craig Craig Mauger, state government and politics reporter for the Detroit News, is always digging and uncovering things within our government. I follow him on Twitter, and many tweets make me go, hmm, like why the Republican Party spent $113,000 for computers? That was a tweet from 18 hours ago. Let's ask him about it. Craig, good morning. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me on this morning. You say they had a staff of about seven people, so 113,000 on computers is another one of those, hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the Michigan Republican Party has had so much interest among the public, among its members, in the finances of that party. There have been questions about how much money the state GOP has on hand and what they have done with the scarce resources that they do have Over the weekend on Saturday, the party finally filed its federal fundraising disclosure, which showed that they had been raising some amount of money, uh, probably somewhere in the neighborhood of $160,000. They had gotten also $120,000 from presidential candidates who essentially paid the party to participate in its upcoming presidential caucus. So when you throw all that together, it's $280,000. They have $180,000 in debt. And a lot of interesting expenditures, like $113,000 on computers. The party has not explained why it paid so much money for computers when it has such a small staff. And and a shrinking bank account, uh, given the most exactly. recent audits. Um, Got to ask you about uh, consumers and, uh, and other utilities apparently really making it rain for a lot of our lawmakers in terms of uh, political contributions just ahead of some important important votes what did you uncover and is this raising even more angst about the timing of these things yeah i appreciate you uh asking about that it's a it's a wild a wild situation for people who maybe don't follow what goes on with the utilities in this state We have a system in Michigan that we've had for a very long time where the dominant utilities in an area essentially have a monopoly. There's a strict limit on alternative companies being able to come in and compete with those utilities, namely consumers, energy, and DTE. So there's a lot of attention paid by us and others to the uh, efforts of consumers and DTE to try to lobby and influence state lawmakers Because under this system that we have, essentially the only people that can regulate what these dominant monopolistic utilities are doing are the lawmakers themselves. But we have come to find over many years here that the lawmakers that are supposed to be regulating these utilities, the office holders that are deciding whether they can raise rates or not, they are taking at times hundreds of thousands of dollars in political donations they're taking meals from the utilities, and they're taking other benefits from the utilities, and it's something that deserves scrutiny by journalists and the public alike. Craig, so goes uh, state government transparency when the Michigan House leadership won't uh, release the list of guests who attended the governor's State of the State address, making the reporters like ask all the 148 lawmakers about who their visitors were? Yeah, that was something that my colleague uh, Beth LeBlanc and I started getting interested in trying to find out who the guests for the governor's state of the state address last month were. We have done some stories in the past that uncovered some pretty um, unsavory situations, uh, including one lawmaker who used to run a public relations firm and essentially was still running it when she was in the legislature, 
she was bringing one of the clients of the PR firm to be her guest for State of the State, which, you know, you might ask, why does that matter? Why does it matter who are the guests for State of the State? Because the people who get access to the House floor essentially then have access to all of the state's decision makers. And it's an opportunity for them, you know, to make their case for policies that they might want to gain inroads with the decision makers of the state. It shouldn't be too much, we don't think, for the House to hand over the list of the individuals that were allowed on the floor for the governor's speech, but the House refused to do it. And uh, here we are. We're, we're still trying to figure out who all the people were and, and hopefully yeah. we'll be able to. And we should point out, this isn't a red and blue thing. This is all about the green and all of them have their nose, their snouts <laughs> in the trough. On all of this. I mean, it really is a bipartisan thing. I mean, the state of the state guest list, we're interested in who the Republicans brought and who the Democrats brought on the consumer's money there you can see the story that we published in monday's paper there was money flowing to all sides of the aisle democrats got a lot more from a nonprofit that was funded by consumers in 2022 and and why do you think that is new majority democrats want control of government for the first time in 40 years and you know they had their sights set on major reforms to state energy law which they put in place last year Uh, Craig, I clearly follow you on Twitter, but you were tweeting about that and someone responded, we're literally having a hearing on this, Craig. What was that about? Yeah, uh, on on the fact that they would not release the state of the state guest list, I had asked a question in terms of there's a lot of talk in Lansing now that the legislature is getting poised to subject the governor's office and the legislature to the Freedom of Information Act, which allows the public to ask for public documents, government documents, and forces the agencies to release them. Right now, we're one of two states where the governor's office and lawmakers are exempt from that open records law. And they've said they're going to do this. And my question was to the public, if they're not even allowed, not even willing to release the guest list, how serious could they actually be about subjecting all of their records to transparency? Yeah. And Senator Jeremy Moss, who's a champion of this FOIA expansion, said we're going to have a hearing on Wednesday on it. And, and they are. And we'll see what happens with the bills from there. Just one more question. And we've only got a minute, uh, Craig. And that yeah. is the, the utilities have been gifted. According to the Michigan State Public Service Commission, they want to give them $42 million in incentives to essentially do the right thing. That's getting some serious pushback. Yeah, I mean, th- th- this is going to be kind of the future of some major uh, decision-making in in state government. The Public Service Commission now is going to have so much power over the utilities, over what goes on with them for years to come, whether they're able to do a project in communities across the state or not, regardless of uh, local resistance. These three individuals are appointed by the governor, and there is going to be continuing scrutiny of how they handle these mm-hmm. these you know choices with massive repercussions. Yeah, but they're asking ratepayers to fund this incentive yeah. fund, and they're saying, "Look, we're already paying the highest among the highest rates in the nation, and you want us to reward them with more yeah. money to do something they ought to be doing in the first place." And, and there's been a string of rate increases yeah. of late as well. Craig, thank you for your digging. If you guys want to follow him on Twitter, Craig D. Mogger. Stick with us on JR Morning.